Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. Oh boy. Hey, I know some of y'all are going to get really mad today. And I'm not doing this on purpose to offend you. I'm not doing this to get a rise out of anybody. I'm talking about this because I believe it to be extremely important, very relevant. And you know what? If people don't want to discuss the hard topics, they don't want to get their hands dirty, then I'll be the one to do it. Fine. I'll do it myself. I'd be the only one to talk about tough topics and not only talk about them, but potentially offer solutions, then I'll do that. I will. And that's what we're going to do today. So without further ado, we're going to be talking about the topic of marriage. Surprise. I talk about it quite a bit, but we're going to do a little bit of an interesting twist today. So if you want to know exactly where I'm coming from, whether you've listened to the show before or not, I recommend you read Biblical Bachelor. Reason why is not to make me rich, but to un- for you to understand where I'm coming from. When I talk about my philosophies on marriage, developing your own personal philosophy in life in general, outside of relationships, to give that proper context, I'm not going to just read the whole book live on air. I could do that, but again, that's just not the best way to go about it. Speaking of the best way to go about it, we're going to address... How to deal with divorce in the church. How does the church deal with divorce? What are the grounds for it? Should it exist? Are there solutions? Oh, I know people talk about this at length across the internet. Whether they're pro this, against that, they're different here, have passion there. At the end of the day, people have an opinion on, well, pretty much everything at this particular point. But speaking of that, We're going to look at this from more of the Christian church point of view. We're going to dive real deep into this. And you might think you know what I'm going to say. You might think that you know what I'm going to present, what I'm going to put out there. And you know what? I'm curious to see. If you want to, leave your comment before you make it to the end of this video, if you want. Or I guarantee you, a lot of you are going to be offended. You're going to be unhappy. You're not going to accept what I'm saying to you, because all too often in life, we are lied to, we are led astray by the people who like, who love us and like us the most, not because they want to lead us astray, not because they're being insidious, but because largely people are uh, ignorant of the realities of life. Now, I don't sit here and pretend to be the, the wise sage who knows everything. No, I'm not saying that that's me. What I am saying is I'm going to present this topic in a way that maybe you don't like because one of the solutions, in my opinion, to the divorce epidemic we are seeing is a two to three prong approach. One of which is not original and that is to get rid of no fault divorce. But there is one that I have not heard anybody else talk about and that is the exercising of uh, polygamy or what people might call polygyny. I call it polygamy. Reason I say that is not because I want dudes to be out here having tons of women. That is not the point of this argument. The argument is in, I'll give you a, here's a brief history lesson with your boy Austin, okay? Here's a brief history lesson with Austin Creed, okay? Five minute history lesson. In Europe, there was the elites, there were what Marx called the bourgeoisie, the proletariat, and amongst the proletariat, were the stripper class of women, or what we today we call the strippers. Back in the day, even now, arguably, it's the, the prostitute class. 
the the uh, SAGS worker class, okay? But in Africa, they have polygamy. Not because dudes are extra horny and require extra attention from women. They have it because there are always going to be more women than there are men because men tend to go to war and not come back, especially in the old days. But that still happens a lot today. Look at Ukraine, look at Israel, you know what I'm talking about. Now, instead of having those women go to the street, they could go to the church and marry a successful guy. Not so that guy has more access to Punani per se, but so that woman doesn't have to resort to being in the streets. Actually, it's supposed to protect women, not produce more Punani for men. That is not the point. But of course, when people don't put proper context, they assume that because I have a salami between my legs, that all of a sudden, that's the only thing I think with. No, I think with this thing too, it's called my brain. Speaking of which, let's go into our first clip that I want to show on the show today. You might say, well, Austin, where does the church currently stand on this? And obviously, with all the denominations and you want to be influencer pastors, People have taken a little bit of liberties with this, but we're going to go into this first clip and look at the legal reasons for divorce, and we're going to really look at this, and uh, please leave your thoughts, comments, concerns, criticisms, whatever have you, in the comments, or you can head on over, on over to my Twitter page, at SheepGetSheared, DMs, wide open, comment section on all my posts, wide open, but without further ado. Let's jump in. There are four legal reasons why you can get a divorce. Let's hear them. Why you can, there's four legal reasons that you can get out of this covenant of marriage from God. Four and four alone. If it's not one of these four, you can't do it. Correction, legally you can because there's no fault divorce. From a church, mosaic, or whatever law you want to say. I prefer to look at the mosaic law. But let's see what he has to say. I'm going to repeat myself. If it's not one of these four, you cannot do it. The last reason that you can get out of the marriage covenant of God is abuse. That's a black hole. It's the last one. No one should ever stay in a marriage, guys, when you're being constantly abused. Okay, I want to I wanna stop him right there because, you know what, we need to have a frank conversation about uh, people who are in abusive relationships. Number one, I agree with him, you shouldn't stay in an abusive relationship. Here's more what I really want to talk about, though, <clears throat> now that I have to put out the disclaimer. Let's be really honest here. How much of this is actually being harmed, and how much of this is just... He, she, whatever, said something, did something I didn't like, or I construed it in a way that I wasn't intended, and I want to be the victim, so therefore I'm going to find a way to be the victim. That's why when people bring up uh, emotional, psychological, all that kind of stuff, first of all, psychological and emotional is more in the woman's department, just going to let you know that, because they're way more proficient in that than our men, just so you know. And that's not me stereotyping people that's just experience and that's a proven fact i can't believe i even have to argue that <laughs> i mean when people think about um, dom um domestic you know domestic violation 
they think about, oh, the dude just walked in the house and and and, and then gave, gave her the strong arm. No, that, uh, that rarely ever happens. If ever. Uh, statistically speaking, according to the CDC, 70% of the victims of domestic violation are also the ones who perpetrated it, by the way. Don't believe me? That's okay. You can look it up yourself. Go ahead, look it up yourself. I'm not lying. If even the CDC says it, then you know what you know it's real, okay? That means it's so obvious they have to say something. Now, I'm not justifying. I'm not doing don't make any moral judgments. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I don't know your situation. I don't know what the specifics of said situation. Honestly, that's not the point. The point is, let's look at this comment section real fast. Uh, mentally and verbally. In other words, I can't measure that, okay? Uh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh man, someone who actually read the Bible, we can't have that in the modern church. It says biblically only adultery or abandonment. Everything else is grounds for prayer from separation or um, for separation. Yeah, oh my gosh, someone actually read the Bible. I'm shocked. Uh, verbal belittling. Oh, being provoked. Gaslighting. Oh boy. Mental. Again, can't measure that. Uh, said it wasn't a reason. Oh, of course. Why is it always? Okay. I, what is it with women always being like? Oh, I've been so. I'm so, this has been so horrible against me. Why did you choose the guy if he was so bad? Oh, yeah, women choose their men, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but guess what? People don't want to take accountability for anything. Okay, here's, the, here's where I get really, like, are you serious? So, this woman says she was um, being uh, damaged for 25 years. Physically, emotionally, and mentally, but she stayed for 25 years. Make that make sense. If you're being hurt, why would you stay? What? This, this makes no sense. I can't have sympathy for you if you choose to stay somewhere. If you didn't, if you didn't choose to stay and you walked away, then I can have sympathy for you. But I don't have sympathy for people who choose to be in a situation where they know they're gonna get hurt, and then they get hurt. That's your fault, that's your choice. I don't feel bad for you at that point. I really don't. Ooh, another person actually read the Bible. Oh my goodness, we can't have that. Says, but if I divorce her and remarry, I am an adulterer, so I'm stuck till death to do us part. Yeah, in the Bible, that's true. Yeah, oh yeah. I know that you don't like to hear that because it makes you feel bad. I understand that, but I don't really care if it makes you feel bad. I care about facts. In the Bible, that's why you don't hear a whole lot about divorce. That's why they had multiple marriages. It was to prevent divorce. That was the whole point. Was to prevent divorce. Not for people to get their horn dog on, but for people to prevent divorce. That was the whole point. I'm not going to listen to him talk about it for for forever. At least I assume that's what he's going to do. Uh, let's see. What do we want to go next? Oh, oh, let's let, let's hear a pastor talk about what I'm talking about. Okay, let's see what he has to say. I hope he agrees with me. Y'all believe in polygamy. I do. 
but it's not polygamy. It's called polygyny. The world does polygamy. Um, a lot of people, they, um, they, I don't, I don't, I, the Bible doesn't speak about a man and a woman and a man or a man and man or woman and woman. Uh, it does speak clearly that Abraham, the father of the faith, mm-hmm. uh, he had wives and concubines. Yes, he did. Um, Jacob had four wives out of which come the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. Moses, the custodian of the law had three wives. Uh, David, the king of Israel had 18 between wives and concubines. Of course, we all know about Solomon. Um, and, but it's, it's not, it's, it actually has laws written in the Torah, written in the law of Yah that actually, um, regulates and sanctions a man having more than one wife if he chooses to. See, everything this man just said is a hundred percent correct. According to the, what I have read, but of course, of course, we have goofy dudes like this guy right here who said, who quotes one verse in 1 Timothy 3, 2, we're not under Mosaic law. We are under the law of Christ. You know what my problem is with goofy men like this? You want me to tell you? I'll tell you what the problem is. In the New Testament, if I am not mistaken, it specifically says, do not add or subtract from the Bible. Is that correct? Am I, am I tripping on that? Last time I checked, it was in Matthew. I forget what the exact verse is. But I remember him saying, do not add or subtract. And yet, conveniently, a lot of Christians like to scrap the Old Testament when it benefits them. Oh, well, that's, the, that's Mosaic. We don't need to worry about all that. Oh, no, 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 he fulfilled the covenant, so now we got a new one, so the old one don't matter no more. Really? Well, look how great that's turned out for the world. Look how great that's, look how great we've done. Wow, that's great. So, in other words, you're telling me that God's chosen people, which are the Jews, yes, that is true, 100% true. So, you're going to tell me that they were wrong all this time, despite the fact that the Torah was written by Moses. We're going to ignore the fact that God... So if God does never... Okay, follow my line of logic here. I know that the stream of consciousness is dead, but humor me for one second. You need to tell me that Moses, who received the Ten Commandments from God, who regularly spoke with God, communed with God, wrote the first five books, if not more, of the Old Testament, what we call a Torah. You want to tell me that this man actively did not follow what God told him to do, and yet in Deuteronomy, in the Torah, it talks about inheritance related to multiple wives, it talks about having multiple wives and all that, but yet we take one verse from the New Testament and we say, oh, we don't need all that. No. No, 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 because uh, Timothy or Paul says it, automatically the Old Testament can go to hell. We don't want it. Not important. At least, at least I can understand this guy. He says, I'll take just one. Multiple's too much work. Oh, hell no! Hey, I, I can agree with that. I, I can see what he's saying there, 100%. Oh, no. We have the women in here who now want to pretend like, oh, we all want monogamy. In other words, they just want one man in themselves so they can manipulate him and in uh, Esther Elar's words, make him a slave. But, well, you know what? That's okay. We'll keep going. Uh, she says, we took it out of context. 
as if Jacob and Abraham didn't suffer the consequences. What? What is this woman talking about? What? What are you talking about, ma'am? What are we talking about? See, this is the problem with the church, bro. This is this is this is the problem. People don't actually read. They just look at what their pastor said. Five husbands. See, see, women are admitting that they could, that, that that they want to do this. They want to pretend like the men are evil for wanting this. Meanwhile, they're out here saying they want it. And I'm telling you, bro, people just don't want to actually read the Bible. They just want people to tell them what's up. And you know what's interesting to me is no one's mentioned Solomon yet. Let me not in huge detail. Maybe this clip will. I don't watch all the clips all the way through or anything like that. I usually make sure that there's not swearing or anything in them. But I'm curious what this guy says. He says, multiple wives equals a red flag. Oh, boy, this should be really good. Oh, boy. Okay. What you got for me, sir? We're in the era where men love to want to be called kings and they're self-proclaimed kings and they're a king because of this and they're a king because of that, right? Okay. More power to all the kings out here. But if you're trying to be a godly king, you're only going to have one wife. Excuse me? And I'm going to break this down with the scriptures because everybody wants to have polygamy and polyamory and multiple wives, multiple... This has been a, 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 a constant conversation I've been seeing on the answers of net just amongst different men that think it's okay to have multiple women and it is to a certain degree but if you want to be a godly king you can only have one wife this is oh wait hold on hold sir i'm gonna have to stop you right there um so godly king okay um first of all according to what i know every king of israel had multiple wives um as did many of the 12 tribes the, the 12 tribes of Israel founders, the original 12 sons of Jacob, uh, according to my understanding. And as the gentleman pointed out earlier, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had uh, similar arrangements going on in their lives, which begs the question, what are we talking about? Look, here's the problem. People want to pretend like because Paul and Timothy said something in the New Testament that all of a sudden everything in the Old Testament is old has been and doesn't matter. You know, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I really don't. You want to know why? Because if it, we want to talk about the fulfillment of the law, yes, that is true. There are prophecies in the Old Testament that lead to the New Testament. This is true in my opinion. That does not mean that we throw everything out. Because there's not really a whole lot of replacement. Paul has what I like to call Sphinx Syndrome. He speaks in this philosophical language that sounds beautiful. It sounds pretty, but it's not direct. It's not... There are some instances where he's very direct, but there are other ones where he's really not. He's vague. You're not quite sure what he's getting at. It's not what you could really build a foundation off of like you can with Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, etc., that's totally different. But, again, we come back to this. Let's go back to this clip. Again, this whole, if you want to be a biblical king, what does that even mean? That sounds like a code word. What even is that? I don't understand what that means. And, of course, before we keep going, 
Oh, big shock. We have the women in the comment section big upping this guy. Big shock there. Okay, let's keep going. This is Deuteronomy 17 and 17. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself more silver and gold than what is needed. So we're taking one verse from Deuteronomy. Uh, and according to that interpretation, God both likes communism and doesn't like marriage to multiple people. I'm sorry, what are we talking about? So in other words, we, God is a socialist and he doesn't like multiple marriage, but yet for some reason, some of the most blessed men by God in the Old Testament had multiple wives and God never once saw fit to say, hey, I'm going to break this up because this is unacceptable. Am I tripping here? Am I out of line? This is the worst kind of discrimination. The kind against me. I'm, I'm not seeing it. This is, this is already off to a weird start. Right? So if you want to be a godly king, you're only going to have one wife. And let me tell you why you're only going to have one wife. Oh, this Let's talk good. about Solomon. He was the greatest, wisest man that ever lived. We're talking about Solomon now? Oh boy, this should be juicy. All right, lay it on me. What, what, what direction are we going to go with this conversation? This is all in the Bible. This is 1 Kings chapter 3. He was the wisest man that ever lived outside uh -huh. of Jesus, right? Uh -huh. Let's talk about what happened to Solomon. 1 Kings 11 and 4. When Solomon was old, mind you, Solomon had a thousand wives and 500 concubines. Too many damn women. Mm. When Solomon was old, his wives caused him to follow other gods. I'm going to repeat. When Solomon was old, the wisest man in the world with multiple wives, his women caused him to follow other gods. So he did not follow the Lord completely as his father David did. You lied to me. What? Oh my. Okay. There are so many things... Oh, there's so many things I could say about what I just heard. Where do I start? Uh, number one, we're going to totally ignore all context. We're going to jump to the end of Solomon's life. We're not going to bring up the context of both him and the culture. We're not going to bring up the reasons as to why he has all those wives, which I'm still not completely sure on those numbers. Last time I checked, it was closer to 800 wives and 200 concubines, but that the, the numbers there don't particularly matter what matters is let's go to that story we want to go talk about solomon oh i'm happy to do it okay where do we start uh number one solomon didn't marry all those women because he was a horny dude okay that is not why he married them his wisdom in his wisdom he said hey you know what i could do one of two things one i could do what my father did which was wage war all the time or I can take a the different approach and marry the the daughters of warlords, warring factions, and leaders of other countries to prevent war from happening. Yes, I'll repeat that in case you missed it. People like Pharaoh, for example, uh, local warlords, even factions within the nation of Israel itself, heads of other powerful families all of that is normal in the ancient world to have multiple wives not because you're a horny dude who wants to get his whistle wet but because you're a smart diplomat 
who, in the words of the Vietnam protesters, make love, not war. Okay? But of course, we're going to not provide that context. Now, am I justifying that he uh, walked away from God? No. But if this man had brought up another passage where it says that Solomon, that, that it is not wise to marry someone who wasn't Jewish at that time as it was commanded by the law, then that's an entirely different conversation. And I would, and I would, I would have agreed with him. Problem is, we're framing it without context to make it seem like Solomon was just some horny dude who wanted to get as much poontang as he could get his hands on, which is not true. But of course, that's the way we're framing it when we avoid the proper context. Solomon worshiped Ashtoreth, the goddess of Sadan, and Milcom, the horrible god of the Ammonites. Now, if the wisest man in the world fell to having multiple women, what makes you think you won't? Are you serious? You ever heard of the phrase a red herring? This is the definition of a red herring. We're totally avoiding, oh my goodness, really? So now we're drawing, because one dude couldn't do it, and in your words, he had what, like 1,500? So in other words, because the guy had 1,500 women, and couldn't keep them all in check. Now the the guy can't have two, three, or four. So because we, because Solomon couldn't handle fifteen hundred women as a king, I can't handle two or three women as someone completely different. What kind of argument is this? What? I'm telling you, bro, this doesn't make any sense. Again, I'm not saying that every man should have multiple wives. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this is a potential solution on top of other potential wrongs that could lead into a new weapon of truth that could help get us through this problem if people wanted to advocate for it. But yeah, for some reason, the church sees they'd rather tolerate divorce then advocate for multiple marriages that could save the church. But of course, guess what? They don't want to do that because they're fighting against the juggernaut. And they don't want to do it. A minute left. All right, how much more? Let's see what else this guy got to say. What makes you think that, and man be out here, we're, I'm building an empire. You don't, you ain't building no empire. You just want, you just want, you just want multiple women to be sleeping with, bro. And let's just... Oh, that is... I sense projection happening here. Let's be honest, bro. Most of the cats out here that's also polygamy or also polyamory, bro. To be honest with you, the women they rock with got low self-esteem. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And any any other man that got a certain type of vibe about him can pull these women away. But you're not building no empires for real, bro. Well, this is getting weird. I'm so confused now. So, in other words, you are saying that it shouldn't happen because we're all horny bums who want more women because we're thirsty. Um, I'm sure there are certain dudes out there who fit this profile. Sure, absolutely. But to say that every man comes from that perspective just makes no sense. Okay? That's a stretch. And number two, so what is your solution then? If you don't have a solution, if this is not the solution, please tell me what is. Because the one man, one woman thing has led us to where we are right now. Add feminism to the mix, 
add uh, everything else to the mix and guess what where guess where we are right where i'm sitting so what's your solution sir what's the solution then if the multiple marriages thing ain't gonna work for you but that's the one man one woman thing okay cool uh where's that led us to oh disaster okay so how would you fix it sir please illuminate me on as to how you would fix it solomon was the wisest man of all and because he had multiple women he lost it all no he lost it all because he got greedy now, again, I like how he says he had a, a, a multiple women. He had 1,500 in your words. That's not multiple. That's like an entire city of women. Okay? They, goodness gracious. I, I'm telling you, man. So we're going to say that Solomon was foolish for having multiple wives, but yet you threw the one who said that he was the wisest man besides Jesus. So obviously, God was on to something. If he was so wise, then obviously he was on to something. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that he was the wisest man alive, but he was wrong about everything. What sense does that make? That doesn't work, does it? But yet, in your words, it does. I, I, I don't understand this. This makes no sense. I feel like this is more of a I'm just gonna dog on dudes video and pander to women. Focus your eye on one thing, bro. Why should I? You got one, you got your purpose, and you have your woman. Denzel Washington, prime example. Oh my god! He just used Denzel Washington, the king simp, the happy wife, happy life meme. Oh my. You have got to be kidding me. Are you serious? This is the guy you're going to hold up as the solution. Send it. Ow. Really? So, in other words, Denzel Washington, the, the, the gump, forced gump level man of happy wife, happy life, yes, honey, yes, 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 ma'am, attitude, that's the servile attitude, you, oh my, that's your solution, is to be a absolute simp. You see why I have to do my show? You see why I have to come at it this way? Because otherwise you take this advice and you end up getting a divorce. You know what I mean? He's been with Pauletta for X amount of years, and look at the empire that they've built. You look at their children. Joking. They're all actors. They're all in the industry now because he stayed with one woman and focused on his purpose, and that's what we need to be focusing on. All right, I've had enough of this. This has to be the worst argument I've ever heard in my life. So we take one man, one example, completely out of context, no context even, and that works for you? I've, I've had enough of this, bro. This is what passes for an intellectual stimulating conversation? Are you kidding me? You want to talk about intellectual dishonesty, my God. You're leaving out so much. I was, I was going to humor your side of the argument until you just decided to present bits and pieces that fit your narrative have no context whatsoever. And this guy could be a nice guy in person. I don't know him. He seems like he's a nice enough guy. But just because you're a nice guy does not mean that you're knowledgeable. Does not mean you have wisdom. Does this not mean that you make a good argument? This is the problem. People want to be right. They want to be liked. But they don't have the courage to go their own way. They don't have the courage to develop their own personal philosophy. 
They want to take one thing that Paul said, mix it with a thing that Timothy said, and then mix in the word Jesus here and there, and they want to say that they know everything, and that if you disagree with them, you're not a Christian, or you're not good enough for them, and they're holier than you. I'm sick of it. No. No. Obviously, what we're doing is not working. Because if it was, well, then the culture would look different. So what's your solution then? You might say, well, Austin, what's your solution? Oh, I've been giving it to you all show long. No-fault divorce, get rid of it. Get rid of no-fault divorce, reinstate. The Mormons were kind of ahead of the curve when it came to the multiple marriage thing. Now, they did it for a lot of time for the wrong reasons. They did. Here's the problem, though. For every dude who does it for the wrong reasons, I guarantee you there are more men out there who do it for the right reasons. Now, you might say, Austin, that's a stretch. Okay. You could say that if you want. But all you gotta do is look at look at how Africa treats women with multiple marriages versus how Europe does. Europe has always had a prostitute class of women. America's no different. So you'd rather have girl women in the street on OnlyFans and all these places instead of having women get married. More of them. Because women want to pretend like they can make it out here on their own. Some can, most can't. Most dudes are struggling enough. But here's the problem. The good the women complain that all the good men are taken. Well, the good men in the old days used to have multiple women. Used to have multiple wives. To offset that. They used to. Now they can't. So, again, I guarantee you a lot of people are going to be upset. You're not going to agree with me. And that's fine. You don't have to agree with me. I'm presenting an alternative opinion. If you wanted to provide a logical explanation as to why you disagree, head on over to my X slash Twitter page at Sheep Get Sheared. My DMs are wide open. You can we can have a conversation about it. If I have time to do it, I'll do it. If you want to leave a comment on some of my posts related to this topic or other ones, go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to leave a comment for watching on YouTube, Rumble, wherever, go ahead. Totally fine. The problem is most people they don't actually have a solution. And I have multiple solutions, you just might not agree with it. My ultimate solution is not to get married at all. My ultimate solution is to be a biblical bachelor. But guess what? You won't do that though. Because you want to have some you want to get laid in plain English. But yet we're supposed to get married to get laid, and to me that's not sufficient. We don't live in a culture where that's feasible. My friends, stay vigilant, stay informed out here, question everything like I do on the show. I encourage you to do it. So I want you to develop your own personal philosophy, not just agree with everything I say or anything everybody else says. Think for yourself. That is the one thing I ask of you. Till next time, I'm out. Peace. Have a nice day.